Hello, and welcome to History Obscura. The moon is just moving into its first quarter tonight, and that means it's an excellent time to finish up your spell work. As the moon blooms into full light, so too shall your intentions be moat. Once upon a time, a man named Edgar Mitchell stepped out of a spaceship and set foot on the pristine, bone-white world that is Earth's moon. As he did so, he was overcome with a sensation of belonging. The stillness, he said, seemed to convey that the landscape itself had been patiently awaiting our arrival for millions of years. Mitchell had been with the U.S. Navy for 13 years before being selected as part of America's brand new space exploration team. He was among the talented NASA team who helped troubleshoot Apollo 13 safely back to Earth in 1970. And it was his sound aeronautical engineering knowledge that took the crew of Apollo 14 safely to the surface of the moon a year later. Mitchell and his colleague, Alan Shepard, spent a total of 33 hours exploring the moon's surface. They deployed and activated lunar surface scientific equipment and collected almost 100 pounds of lunar rocks to bring home. The pair checked the moon's Fra Mauro region and reached the Cone Crater to gather geological samples that, it was hoped, might reveal something of the moon's inner structure. After climbing into the Kitty Hawk command module and beginning the long trip back to Earth, Edgar Mitchell had a poignant and strange moment, which he would call his peak experience. It was an experience, he said, of sudden euphoria within the context of an immense fatigue, which probably helped to get the rational side of me out of the way. A sense of being totally insignificant, yet highly significant. An insight into the great pattern of control and divinity in the universe. As the Kitty Hawk command module hurtled homeward, Mitchell watched the Earth, Moon, and Sun passing by the window of the rotating capsule in two-minute intervals. Looking out into space, Mitchell realized that the molecules of his body and the molecules of the spacecraft have been manufactured together in an ancient generation of stars. He would say later, It was a sense of the Earth being in critical condition, a recognition of the massive insanity which had led man into deeper and deeper crises on the planet. Above all, I felt the need for radical change in our culture. I knew we were replete with untapped intuitive and psychic forces which we must utilize if we were to survive. Forces that Western society had programmed us to disregard. Mitchell's trip to the moon changed him. He retired from NASA and the US Navy in October of the next year. He divorced his wife. He grew a beard. He sought out South American shamans and Haitian voodoo priests, 
promoted the benefits of Tibetan Buddhist lucid dreaming, and visited people who claimed they could bend spoons with their minds. He even founded the Institute of Noetic Sciences, a commercial organization promoting ecologically pure products and services designed to alleviate planetary problems. Noetic means relating to mental activity. Mitchell developed a keen passion for the serious study of ESP, that is, extrasensory perception. But that wasn't all. He also fervently believed that the U.S. military was hiding evidence of unknown, potentially alien spacecraft. He said such spacecraft were particularly fond of hovering over White Sands Testing Range in New Mexico. Mitchell told the press, White Sands was a testing ground for atomic weapons, and that's what the extraterrestrials were interested in. They wanted to know about our military capabilities. My own experience talking to people has made it clear the ETs had been attempting to keep us from going to war and help create peace on Earth. He also said that other military personnel had confided in him that alien spacecraft were responsible for disabling nuclear missiles and for shooting them down over the Pacific coast. Upon reflection of his days off-planet, Mitchell said, From looking at Earth from space, you come up with the question, Who are we? How did we get here? And where is all this going? And that's an ancient, ancient question that humans have asked for a long time. My experience was to realize that perhaps our science is wrong at answering these questions, and perhaps our religious cosmologies are archaic and flawed. And given that now we are an extraterrestrial civilization ourselves, we need to re-ask these questions and do a lot more work to find the answers. Mitchell became dedicated to developing his own psychic abilities and learning techniques to calm his mind from the chaos of the everyday world. Every few days, as a spiritual exercise, he used a portable biofeedback machine that measured the electric impulses in his brain. The device was small enough to sit on the table while Mitchell sat in front, connected to the machine via multiple electrodes attached to his scalp. The electrodes measured the four basic output rhythms of the brain. Alpha, beta, theta, and delta. Between wakeful beta, the deep sleep of delta, alpha and theta show the brain in a state of meditation. Every time the astronaut's mind wandered into the territory of the mundane, the machine beeped at him to refocus. It was an exercise he hoped would bring him closer to untapping his own mental energy and breaking the code of ESP. He even went so far as to invite the renowned Israeli-British psychic, Yuri Geller, to participate in several very successful experiments at the Noetic Science Institute. Geller correctly predicted the upward-facing side of dye thrown multiple times inside a box and created drawings that matched those psychically sent to him from participants miles away. Mitchell's enthusiasm for hard research on things we commonly consider unscientific 
lasted the rest of his life. He said of space travel that you develop an instant global consciousness, a people orientation, an intense dissatisfaction with the state of the world, and a compulsion to do something about it. From out there on the moon, international politics looks so petty. You want to grab a politician by the scruff of the neck and drag him a quarter of a million miles out and say, Look at that, you son of a bitch. When WikiLeaks exposed a series of emails in the Google account of John Podesta, Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman in 2016, there was a message there from Edgar Mitchell. Knowing that Podesta was a big UFO buff, Mitchell asked him to discuss the possibility of disclosing the federal government's records of alien contact. He signed the emails, Sixth Man to Walk on the Moon. Thank you for listening. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash history obscura, or check out the show links to see how to buy us a nice cup of tea. Either way, your support is very much needed and appreciated. Good night. Good night.